Thank you, Father. Well, you know, I think I've shared before, but we don't have to go far or look far to see that there's a battle going on. Amen? It's a battle happening globally right now and in our lives individually, in our families. I know that we have opportunities every, every day to see the glory of God manifest in our life. Amen? Hallelujah. But the world today is it's a battle between light and darkness. Amen? That's what the battle's about. The battle that we're, we're all facing right now, it's not about politics, it's not about economics, it's, not, it's, a, it's actually a battle between darkness and light. And it's a, a battle between truth and lies. Yeah? That's where it's at. It's not about race, not about economics. It's about the truth that is revealed through God's word. And the enemy is the father of lies. In John 8, you can turn with me if you like in your Bibles. John 8, 44, it actually tells us that Satan is coming. It says that he is the father of lies. You can turn there. I'll, I'll paraphrase for the sake of time. But Satan is coming against everything that the Bible stands for. Have you noticed that? Yeah? Everything that is good. He's coming against everything that is good. This is why it is so important that we know the truth. And that we are continually washed with the washing of the water of the Word of God. Amen? Continually washed, bathed in the water of the Word of God. We see that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. I'll read out of the New King James Bible. He's talking about the bride of Christ. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and without blemish. God wants our belief system anchored in the truth. He wants the word of God to be the anchor of our soul. We need an anchor, as Brad was talking about. the other. He wants the word to anchor us. To stabilize us with all the stuff that's going on right now. He sent his word. He sends his word. He wants us to be washed daily in the washing of the water of the word. I'm here to encourage you today that the very truth that sets you free will be the truth that will keep you free from the lies of the enemy. That truth will keep you anchored in the truth and you will have continual hope bubbling up. Amen from inside outside you won't see it but inside that hope will actually keep you in a place of constant peace and joy and that's what actually you know the, the battle is against light and darkness and we are the light of the world amen the enemy wants to snuff out our light but God wants us to shine even brighter amen in this time what happens when it gets really dark we shine brighter. Amen? We shine brighter. Hallelujah. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I want to go to the, this morning to the book of first mention. Yeah? And see where the first time, that's the book of Genesis, what happened the first time? 
man was deceived. What can we learn from it? Does anyone want to learn something this morning? Yeah, into it? <laughs> you see, what happened is Satan came against Eve and deceived her. And deceived Adam and Eve. He came against them and he deceived them to the degree that they left a perfect life. They left a perfect life. They had never, ever endured hardship at all. But he was called uh, crafty, a crafty animal that was used to actually deceive them to, to come out of perfect, a perfect environment. They never even had to work. They'd never, they'd, they'd never experienced any uh, trauma, any anxiety, any fear, any lack of any kind. I mean, you have to do a pretty good job on someone to deceive them into, into a place where they think they actually needed more. He did a pretty good job on them. Amen. I mean, we can understand. We can sort of like, well, under, many of us here have, have experienced incredible trauma in our life. We've experienced lack. We've, 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 we've experienced loss. And so you can sort of understand us a little bit to, uh, that, that we could be deceived. But these guys had everything. Everything. So he's pretty good at deceiving. You know, he has absolutely no power over us whatsoever, the enemy. No power over us whatsoever. The only, the only thing that he has that he uses is deception. Hallelujah. Amen? No power. Someone say no power. He has no power other than the power of deception. But he did a very, very good job on them. <sighs> and you know what? I was just thinking if... They fell because they were deceived. And we've got to watch deception because we can fall. Yeah? We can be tripped up. In Genesis 3 verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? More subtle, more sly, more cunning, more, more, more crafty. He had no other power except, as I said, the power of deception. And we know that because he is actually called the father of lies. Now what happened was, you see, Eve actually was deceived because she never had the word, she never heard the word from God. Adam heard from God. Adam heard the word of the Lord. He heard him say, do not touch. You can touch everything. You can eat of the fruit of every, every tree of the garden, but except of the tree of good and evil. But see, what happened was when, the, when the, the serpent came to Eve, he said, did God really say? Now, the power here that he had over her was the fact that she never heard those words for herself. She never heard God say. He said, did God really say that you can't partake of that tree? Did he really say that you would die if you, t you, you partook of it? You see, we, we can truly learn something out of here. And, 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 and what I want to bring forth today is, you know, we need to hear God for ourselves. You see, she was second person. 
Adam heard. And Adam spoke to her. She knew, but she didn't hear God for herself. You know, we can bring forth a word here. You can hear a message and, and, and you can... One person can sit there and get incredible revelation and walk home changed. Go home completely changed. Have a total mind shift. And then another person can go home exactly the same. You see, it's the stewardship of the word. It's actually a heart condition. Talks about it in Mark 4, but I won't go there this morning. But I really believe in this time, it's so important that us as believers steward the word of God to the degree that we hear for ourselves. We need to hear the voice of God. Amen? Because when you hear the word of God, when you hear the voice of God for yourself, what happens is, you know, you are never, ever, ever subject to, or, to anybody's uh, philosophy. Uh, you've heard me say that before. Theology, why? Because that word becomes yours. Faith enters your heart when you hear God speak. And what happened is Eve never heard God speak. So she was able to be deceived. And if we're always going around looking and trying to get somebody else's revelation or, or whatever, or we're, we're, we're looking for the prophet of God, you know what happens? We can be so easily deceived. I love prophecy, just putting that in for a bit of insurance. But <laughs> it's the truth that God speaks into our heart that brings freedom into our lives. We cannot rely on another's revelation. We cannot rely on another's prayer. Amen? Because the power of deception is being poured out like never before. Let's, let's go to 1 Timothy 4. I'm skipping through everything here. Oh. In verse 1 it says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith. taking heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies of hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know what? The truth. By those who believe... And know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified, sanctified by the word of God. It's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Hallelujah. You know, there's this sanctification. The, the word of God has cleansing properties. Bless the Lord. The Word of God has cleansing properties. He's even talking about here about it's got cleansing properties. If you pray over your food, it'll be cleansed. That means you don't have to walk or go around in fear. Eat well, eat good food, but you don't have to go around in fear. Amen? Because everything, if you pray, is sanctified by the Word and prayer. The Word has cleansing properties. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? Amen. It's the word of God that separates us unto God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You know, the moment truth is known, deception loses its hold. 
The moment truth is known, deception loses its hold over our life. You know, I'm not real. I don't don't really like it when when people spend their time preaching about everybody else's error. Other churches' doctrine, other people, what they preach and what they shouldn't preach, and you know they preach they could preach against things, but we don't have to do that. All we need to do is preach the truth, speak the truth, amen, and the, the lie will lose its hold. Hallelujah! I'm just over it. I'll, I'll just go for it. I'm just over it. I'm over the way people criticize, the way people worship. Sorry, I just am. We have no right to judge another person's heart or their position when they're, you know, they might look all fervent, but we don't know what's going on in someone's heart. What we do is we preach the truth. And God is saying that I'm looking, I'm watching for those that will worship me in spirit and in truth. Amen? Glory to God. In spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I went there. John 17. Go on somewhere else too with the limited time I have left. Hey. In John 17, he says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. His word isn't a formula. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. His word is the power of God that results in salvation. It it results in the salvation of our souls. Amen? Our spirit's saved, but our soul needs to be saved daily. Look in here, John 17, verse 15, the Amplified, it says... I do not ask, this is Jesus speaking, this is his prayer for us, this is an eternal prayer. I do not ask that you will take them out of the world, but that you will keep and protect them from the evil one. That to me says, keep and protect them from deception. Amen? Because that's, the, that's what we need to be protected from, deception. Verse 16, they are not of the world, worldly, belonging to the world, just as I am not of the world. He says they're not of the world, worldly. They're not of the world. He doesn't want us to be taken out of the world. Actually, I believe, church, that he wants the world taken out of the church. Oh, come on. You can do me a louder loud amen than that. Amen. He doesn't want to take us out of the world. He wants the world out of us. Is that okay? How's that going to happen? Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Wash that junk away with the truth. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Look out. Here we go. 17. Sanctify them. Purify. Consecrate. Separate them for yourselves. He wants to separate us from him. To him. To him. Separate them for yourself. Hallelujah. You know, I just sense Spirit, Holy Spirit just wants us to, to be separated from all the stuff that is distracting us from the truth that will cause true freedom to come into our lives. Hallelujah. Come on. It's happening while I'm speaking. Sanctify them, purify, consecrate, separate them for yourself. Make them holy by the truth. Your word is truth. Oh, he just wants us restored to our first love. 
the first time he spoke, what did he say? Go back to it. Verse 18, just as you have sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And so for their sake and on their behalf, I sanctify, dedicate, consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified, dedicated, consecrated, made holy in the truth. Neither for these alone do I pray. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who will ever come to believe in, trust in, cling to, rely on me through their word and teaching. Guess what? Jesus has prayed for you. Jesus is praying for you. <laughs> Jesus is praying for you. We see there in verse 15, he says, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. He doesn't want us out of the world because we are the light. But he wants the world taken out of us. He wants us sanctified through him. How? Through the word. Wash them with the water of the word and watch them come alive. As you wash your soul with the washing of the water of the word, you are watering. Have you ever seen a plant that's wilting? And what happens when you begin to water it? It comes alive. Hallelujah. It just comes alive. He wants us alive to him and it's a word that, that will do that. It's a word that does that. The world needs us. The world needs salt, preservative. It needs light. In verse 16, we see, not of this world. We're not worldly. We do not belong to the world. We're in the world, but we are not of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Passion Translation, verse 16 says, For they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. He is saying that. He's saying they no longer belong to this world. They no longer belong to this world. Bless the Lord. Any more than I do. Any more than I do. You see, Jesus is the firstborn amongst many brethren. Hallelujah. 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 John 4, 17 says that as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. We know this scripture well, Romans 12, verse 2, New King James, it says, Do not be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you would prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, what he has in his sight for you. Yeah? Know it well. Let's look at the word conformed. It's, a, uh, it's to behave according to social acceptable conventions or standards. The pressure to conform. So there's so much pressure to conform. There's so many lies out there right now. There's so much pressure for the church to actually conform. And, 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 the only reason we'll conform is if we're not continually washing our souls with the washing of the water of the word. Amen? Hallelujah. Conform in what way? I mean, you know, 
It's even to the degree that we've got to start denying gender. Come on. Huh? Let's have a reality check here. It's even got to the degree where people are denying their gender. Are we allowed to say that over this? Is that okay? That's the, that's how how deception is 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 infiltrating the world. But you know the world's one thing, guys. But when it starts happening in the church, I get concerned about it. And I think this is what Jesus is saying. Listen, in the last days, deception is going. Whoa, come on! Someone says I couldn't be deceived. That well, just what drip, 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 drip. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Hey. The word of God needs to become, let's just say it, the church's final authority. Oh. You know, we shouldn't have to say this, but we do. The word of God needs to be our final authority. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 17. John 17, 17, sanctify them, separate them, make them holy. Through thy truth, thy word is truth. Hallelujah. Verse 18, you have sent me and I have sent them. 19, I sanctified myself for them so that they would be as well. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. You're really encouraged today? You know, what you're doing is, what's happening here is you're actually being set free to be who you truly are. See, the body needs to stop pretending that we're something that we are not. Amen? And start acknowledging Christ in us, the hope of glory. You know, that's just not my grid for life. Amen. If God said it, then that's it. I believe it and that's it. That's an absolute. But there's so much deception going on right now that, that even the absolutes of God are being, are being uh, 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 destroyed and, and, and people are building their life on, on, on conforming to what the world tells us is truth, but we know it's not. It's not the truth. It's a lie. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, Jesus. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. With the washing of the water of the word. In John 8, verse 31, Jesus said, Someone say, Jesus said. <laughs> you know, even that's profound. <laughs> Jesus said. Why don't you turn to someone and say, Jesus says this. Jesus said this. What you're about to hear, Jesus said it. Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings, and live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples. 
you know, to be called a disciple, there, there, there's, there, there's something there, you know, like, hey, abide, hold fast to the teachings, live in accordance with them. That's the description of a disciple. You know, like that disciple, disciplined one is going to abide in the word of God, hold fast to the teachings of God. Actually, a disciple is going to teach their children and their children's children the word of God. Amen? So it does, that word abides and is, is, is a legacy to a thousand generations. Bless the Lord. So that they will put their hope in God. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where am I? Whew. And live in accordance with them. Hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them. And you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. How do I get free from this stuff? How do I get free from deception? How do I get free from alcoholism? How do I get free from addiction and, 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 and slavery and bondage and fear? How do I get free? The truth. The truth. Can someone give that a shout? Ho, 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 ho. The truth. You know, people are wanting to get rid of depression, wanting to be able to sleep of a night, wanting to be able to free from torment. And he says it's the truth that's going to set you free from that. And if you wash your soul with the washing of the water of the word, you'll live as a free person. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. If it becomes your revelation and not just mine, yours. If we take this word and we steward it and we begin to take responsibility to wash our souls with the washing of the water of the word daily. Daily. Yes, I'm finishing. Daily. Hallelujah. That it become not a visitation but a habitation for us. Abide. He says abide. Make it a habitation. Not just visit but a habitation. Someone's getting breakthrough here this morning and it's worth hearing this. It's worth releasing this. Make it your habitation. Live in it. Abide in it. Amen. Amen. And it goes on and says, it says and then it'll be to the Father's glory that you actually bear much fruit. You'll be fruit bearing because you'll be abiding to the vine continually. And you'll be known by your fruit. Hallelujah. Not just your belief system, but your belief system begins to bear fruit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Freedom is a changed life. When a ch life changes, no theology can stand up against it. Hallelujah. Hey. Sorry for getting so excited, not sorry. <laughs> 2 Timothy 1 verse 14. Guard and keep with the greatest care the precious and excellently adapted truth which has been entrusted to you by the help of the Holy Spirit who makes his home in us. Amen. With the help of the Holy Spirit who makes his home in us. Part of what he does is it reminds us of whatsoever Jesus has spoken to us. Amen. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. You can stand up so I can look like I'm finishing. I'm just going to read this through real quick. Amen. Because it's good. It was worth taking notes of, so I'm going to read it to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Francis Frangipan, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he was known to say that any area of your life that is not glistening with hope is an area where you are believing a lie. So we can determine that area and replace that area with truth and the truth will set us free from the lie. This meeting in itself could change your life if you learn to be present with the word that I've just spoken. What we need to do is maybe you might have closed your eyes and put your hand on your heart and just spend a second, just spend a minute, just spend a couple of seconds being present with the Lord and ask the Lord what lies you have been believing about yourself. Now, with your eyes closed, I want you to direct, direct your spiritual sword. That word. At that lie that you are believing about yourself. And go after it. Take up that sword and go after it. you're believing that you're sick this morning take that sword of the spirit say by the stripes of Jesus I am healed take that sword because it'll cut and divide what is between the soul and the spirit and freedom comes and if you're thinking that you're the lie you're believing is impossible, remember the scripture that says, with God nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible to him who believes. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hopelessness is bigger can be bigger than the problem. Amen? Your God's too small to you. The problem's too big. God's greater. Someone say, God's greater than my problem. If you're going to be realistic, the problem can seem too big. But if you're going to be optimistic, it's possible. Amen? Thank you, Father. And church, there's every reason to be optimistic. Why? Because it's supernatural. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Can you turn and give someone a major big high five? Hey! Thank you, Jesus. Free.
Yeah. Whoa. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> You're the tither. I forgot the tithe and offering. Bless the Lord. Why don't you be seated just for a second? Going to receive the tithe and offering. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, I was thinking about the tithe and offering. I often think about the tithe and offering. And I think of it from, I think of it, I'll just come down and share with you for a minute. Uh, we're going to finish. But I just wanted to share with the family. And I often think of the tithe and offering as just family. You know, Jesus spoke in parables, didn't he? And I often think about us as a family. And I think about the corporate anointing where each adult takes responsibility for the upbringing of the tribe's children. And I think about the corporate anointing, the corporate responsibility, just in family. And I think, well, which one of us want to train our kids up to just never take responsibility for bringing anything into the household? To never bring their portion. Well, I bring my portion. I wash the dishes. Yeah, but who pays for the detergent? I'm just speaking like a mother here. As adults, as family members, you know, we have a responsibility to each other to bring our portion. Right? For the well-being of the house. For the air conditioning. For I could go on forever. And someone would say, well, why should I? Well, why shouldn't you? You're part of the family. And if you're part of the family, you bring your portion. Don't you? Well, do you? Do you train your kids up to do that? Or have they all got that entitlement thing that, well, while ever I'm at home, mum and dad pay for everything. If that's the way you're raising them, you're not raising mature adults that are going to be responsible. So... You know, I, I sort of thought about this this morning. I thought, I just want to talk to you as a mummer around this tithe and offering and thing and, and say to you, well, why shouldn't you bring your portion for the upkeep of the house of God that we can continue to, to infiltrate the kingdom of God in our city, our nation, that we can continue to, 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 to labour in the word and, and serve and continue to clean the chairs that you're sitting on, the nice and clean, carpet, you know, like, let's just talk practically in a parable for a minute. Because I really would love to knock this spirit of entitlement out of the church and out of the sons and daughters of God. And I'd like to see the whole church take responsibility to bring their portion in service and in finances, whatever it needs to keep the house of God in a pristine condition. So, okay, bless you with that parable. Receive the tithe and offering. Thank you, Roger. Anyway, he's supernaturally giving you power to get wealth. So bring it on, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Was I hiding from the cameras then? Bless the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. We'd love to pray for you. We would love to pray for you. So please come forward. 
we'd love to pray for you. you need healing for your body. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please come forward. We would love to lead you. Amen. We would love to lead you in a prayer to receive him as your Lord and your Savior. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, we'd love to pray with you. And guys, please get your um, registrations in for uh, water baptism and for baby dedications. Bless you all. Hallelujah. I want you to turn and say hi to someone. What have I got to do? Sorry? Yes, yes. Um, could you please go and... Uh, we are a bit late, so please go and grab your child, yeah, from Children's Ministry. Thank you. Bless you guys.